Thank you for listening to the Ablaze Church Sermon Podcast. Our purpose at Ablaze is to love God, love others, follow Jesus, and tell others. If you are looking for a church home in the Tulsa area, we'd love to have you join us for worship on Saturdays at 6.30 p.m. or Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, please visit our website at ablazechurch.org. Have you heard the proverb that goes like this? There's only two things you need to worry about in life. Now, the word worry and anxiety are synonymous in the Bible. The first is whether you're well. The second is whether you're sick. Now, if you're well, you really have nothing to worry about. But if you're sick, you have two things to worry about. The first is whether you're going to get better or if you're going to die. Now, if you're going to get better, you have nothing to worry about. But if you're going to die, you have two things to worry about. Whether you're going to go to heaven or whether you're going to go to hell. Now, if you're going to go to heaven, you really have nothing to worry about. But if you're going to hell, you have a lot to worry about. (laughs) The moral of that proverb is, if you're on your way to heaven, you really have nothing to worry about in life. And that's what Jesus is trying to say to us today in this reading. And so much more. What are you worried about right now? Is there anything that is causing anxiety in your life? Let's take a closer look at the words of Jesus. This is how this whole reading starts out. Therefore, whenever in the Bible the word therefore is read, what you need to do is what's before that? (laughs) Because it's so important. Jesus speaks to his disciples in the Sermon on the Mount and the people who have gathered there, and he's telling them, hey, trust in the Lord. God loves you. In fact, he teaches them not only to trust in the Lord, but to pray to the Lord. How should we pray? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be his name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. You know that prayer very well, do you not? And then he goes on, you trust the Lord. You can pray to your heavenly Father who loves you. And then when it comes to money, which causes the most anxiety in people's lives and worries, he says, now listen, when it comes to money, know this, you can't serve God and money. Impossible. You will love one and hate the other. Therefore, listen to what he says now. Let's take a look at it. I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you'll drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Now, this is a question that everybody, Gentile, Jew, believer, unbeliever, can answer, yes, affirmative, it is. Basic stuff here, 26. Look at the birds of the air. What an object lesson. You know, one of the most theological things you could do today is go outside and look at the birds and learn from them. Have you ever seen a bird with its beak down, head down, 
wings. I might have said, oh, oh, life is miserable. Eeyore, there's no food. I don't know where I'm going to make a nest. Oh, I'm so worried about life. No. Birds are the best object lesson. According to the words of Jesus, listen to what he says about those birds. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet, notice how Jesus says this. Your <clears throat> heavenly father feeds them. He doesn't say their heavenly father. Birds have a creator who cares for them. You and I have a heavenly father who loves us and cares for us. Your heavenly father cares, feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Well, obvious. <laughs> yes. 27. And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to your lifespan? Now he's getting logical. Okay. I know many people love to worry and get anxious about so many things. What has it ever done for you? It's never added one hour to your lifespan, but yet we go on and we are anxious and we worry so much. It's just being logical here. What good is it? All right. Object lesson number two, 28. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Oh, before I leave the bird thing, have you ever heard about the sparrow and the robin? The sparrow says to the robin, I don't get it with these humans. They rush around so and worry so. And the robin says, I'll tell you why. It's because they obviously don't have a heavenly father who cares for them. <laughs> yeah. Now, the flowers, theologically, staring at a flower might do you some good. <laughs> Jesus says this, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin, 29. Yet I tell you, even Solomon, in all of his glory, he brings the Old Testament and the New Testament together, in all of his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Not even Solomon with his millions and billions and all his money looked as good as a flower. 30. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, oh, you, <laughs> of little faith? He's talking to people who have faith, not unbelievers. And he's saying, why do you have such little faith and trust in the Lord or your heavenly father? Wow. 31, now notice how it happened. Therefore, got to remember these object lessons. Got to remember what he has said so far. Therefore, do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? What shall we wear? I know today many of you probably don't worry about eating and drinking and clothes. But there's a lot of other things you worry about. I'll explain that later. 32, for the Gentiles, unbelievers, those who are not even listening to me, seek after all these things. 
And your heavenly Father, who loves you, would do anything for you, knows that you need them all. Here's the antidote to worry, anxiety. Here's the answer to so many problems and issues in our life. You ready? Good news. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you. What's the kingdom of God? I want you to think of God in all his power in our world. He's the creator of heaven and earth, all the birds and all the flowers. He designed and made them. There's power in that. I want you to think of the kingdom of grace. God sending his one and only son to die on the cross for you and for me. And because of that grace, he's willing to forgive us. It is by grace through faith you are saved, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's what God does for us. And then the kingdom of glory is God moving in our world today, here and now, through all of you and every Christian on earth. God is multiplying and growing his kingdom on earth. In the Lord's prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It is found in the Bible, these words. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but a matter of righteousness, joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit has enabled you to believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He guides you and leads you as a counselor, and he sanctifies you and leads you in the one true faith. That sanctified life is the second part of but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We have no righteousness in us. God doesn't look down from heaven and say, whoa, Chuck, you're so righteous. No, he looks at Chuck, the sinner that he is, <laughs> and he says, I see Jesus and his righteousness. We're clothed with the righteousness of Christ, and that should move us and guide us to do what is right. Now listen, Jesus is really just quoting what King David said in Psalm 37. And you can put the Old Testament and the New Testament together like this. Listen to the words of Psalm 37, verse 3 and 4. Trust in the Lord and do good. Two things. And notice the promise. If you do those two things, of course, through the power of the Holy Spirit and the glory of God, and the Lord will give you the desires of your heart. Now listen to the words of Jesus, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Wow. Throughout the year of 2023, I'm going to try to move you and guide you and lead you to put God's kingdom and his righteousness first in your life. Now, it is Jesus who gives us these beautiful illustrations of the birds and these illustrations of the flowers, and he has such an object lesson. I want to leave you today with an object lesson. I hope that'll stay with you the whole year. Well, now that's a big task, but I want you to know I'm not worried about it <laughs> because it's found in God's word. I got an object lesson here. I want you to kind of zero in with me. 
I've got cups full of beans. Okay? You ever heard of life is full of beans? Okay? You're full of beans. Uh, hello, beans. Now, there's a lot of beans in each of these three glasses. And I want each one of these little beads, I mean beans, to represent a decision you make in life. On any given month, let's say. And each decision you make deals with time, talent, and treasure in your life and may cause anxiety and worry in your life. Let's just say you wake up in the morning and say, I need a cup of coffee, <laughs> okay? I'm, I'm going to go to Starbucks. Well, that takes time. Talent, you got to drive. And then you got to get in line. <laughs> that might cause anxiety, but when you finally get that overpriced cup of coffee, it's going to cost your, your treasure, right? Now, you multiply that by all the decisions you make from breakfast, getting up in the morning. Am I going to get too much sleep? Not enough sleep. And you add all those decisions that you make throughout your life. I mean, throughout a month, let's say, including what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, okay, what you're going to drink. I'm going to say those are just small little decisions in your life that add up. Now I want you to look at this tall drink of water or glass to be your life, your cup that God wants to overfill in your life. It should overflow. But you know what we do? We get caught up in all those decisions and they affect our time our talent, and our treasure. And then we got to make more decisions. Takes time, talent, and treasure. And gosh, we've got just so many things we've got to do in life. And before you know it, we're Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, end of the month, we're making so many decisions that affect our time, talent, and treasure. Before we know it, our life is full of little decisions that affect so many things in our life. Now, we've got some big decisions to make that really affect our time, talent, and treasure. It really doesn't deal with food, what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, or clothes. I want this golf ball to represent maybe playing golf. Anybody here play golf? No, no sports. <laughs> well then, okay, Tom, hunting. <laughs> hunting, okay? It takes time, talent, and treasure, okay? Then let's say you have children. Anybody have children or grandchildren? A few of you, okay. How much time does it take to go to those soccer games, huh? <laughs> Remember that, when they played soccer? My kids, I had three in soccer once. And I'd get up at 9 in the morning and go to soccer games till 3 in the afternoon on Saturdays. And then Sundays, they'd have to skip. But anyway, soccer, okay? And then I'm going to let this blue one represent this golf ball. TV. How much TV do you watch? It costs time, doesn't it? you got to buy a TV. I mean, time, talent, and treasure. Woo. Some people watch too much TV. How about just on the Internet? How much time do you spend on the Internet? How about shopping <laughs> on the internet, of course? Wow. And then let's just say <clears throat> life itself, all the things you want to do, maybe 
me time for yourself. And wow, we've got a lot of big things that really tap into our time, our talent, and our treasure, right? Okay, and then there we have the big ones. I want this to represent your house. That is, if you have a house or your apartment, how much time do you spend, ladies, cleaning your house? Notice I didn't say gentlemen, (laughs) because it's the ladies, no. Uh, Painting your house, mortgage payment, insurance payment, making sure it's cleaned when you have a big celebration. And then I want this to represent your car. You got to put gas in the car, got to change the oil. How much time, talent, and treasure do you put into that car? All right. And then finally, I want this to represent your retirement program. Okay. It takes time. You got to get the right investments, talent to know what you're going to do with it, and treasure. You got to get it out of your paycheck and put it in some account. And before you know it, your life is pretty full. Right? Decisions you make, things you got to take care of. And how many of these things do we worry about? Hmm? And then there are the two big things that God wants us to seek. The first is the kingdom of God. The second is his righteousness. Now to the world, that's nothing but lemons. But not to you. You know God's words. He says, seek first the kingdom of God. What is that? I'm going to just spell it out to you. Going to church, being a part of the church family, being active in the church. That's a lot of work, Pastor Dreyer. It takes time, talent, and treasure. What is his righteousness? It's doing what's right in his eyes. Kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but righteousness, joy, peace, In the Holy Spirit. God has enabled you to do right things. Okay? When you worry, you're like a big advertisement. There is no heavenly father. But when you are at rest and do not worry, it's an advertisement. I have a loving heavenly father who takes care of me. So, now we got to add these in. Okay, there's so many things in. Oh, I balanced it. You ever try to balance God's kingdom in your life? But when something happens... Okay, get out of balance. Oh, now you try to put both of them in there. It's kind of hard to squeeze them in there because they want to fall. You know, one of the first things to go to the wayside in your life is the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And in other people's lives, there's just no room. You try to put it in there. Wow. And see, this is where the devil wants you. And there's gaps in your life. In fact, this is what God says. I have put the gap of eternity in your life, in your body, in your soul. And that hole cannot be filled except through the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But we don't have so many people. Their life is filled with all the decisions. Now let's back up a little. Let's get back to the word of God and his promise. You know, when God makes a promise, like you reap what you sow, that promise is for believers and non-believers. It's like gravity. It's a law of life. You reap what you sow. 
This promise that Jesus made in our reading today is a promise to believers, you and me here this morning. And let's reverse things, or let's get back to the basics of Jesus Christ when he says to us, seek first the kingdom of God. What happens if we first say, God is going to be first. First commandment, you shall have no other gods before me. That's going to be number one. His kingdom, his church, his glory, his power on earth. And then I'm going to do my best to live a Christian life, to follow him. Follow me, Jesus said to the disciples. And I'm going to put that next. His kingdom and his righteousness first in my life. Then to that, I'm going to add the things like children, soccer, TV, internet, shopping, life itself, big decisions, time, talent, and treasure. Then, of course, you got the big one, the house, the car, and retirement. But hey, wait a minute. I haven't even got close to the little things in life, like getting a cup of coffee, eating, what am I going to wear? But you know, if you wrap those around the kingdom of God, something happens. When you allow all the little things that take up your time, talent, and treasure to wrap themselves around the kingdom of God, because the kingdom of God is first, this is what happens. All these things will be added unto you. What's first in your life? Hear me out. Is it your spouse? Is it your children? Is it your job? Is it your house, your car? What is it? You might figure that out when you think of what I worry about the most and think about the most. becomes your God. But God makes a promise to each and every one of you and to me this whole year. I'm going to bring this promise to you again and again. If you will put my kingdom and my righteousness first, <laughs> look out. Everything else will be added unto you. Worry and anxiety will flee because perfect love chases out fear and worry. I'll give you the desires of your heart. Think about what are the desires of our church? What are the desires of your marriage? What are the desires of your family? Guess what? <laughs> he says, this is how it begins. First things first, unload that chair, put my kingdom first, put my righteousness first, and I'll take care of everything else. May God, through the Holy Spirit, lead us to put first things first this year. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.